Welcome back to The Outright Effect, a podcast in which unique perspectives challenge us to be better versions of ourselves. We're two ambitious women who talk about how we like to stretch our creativity and work on self-growth to become better people. I'm Shelly. And I'm Tempsey. And, you know, we've been kind of hearing a lot about video conferencing right now. It's probably one of the main topics in the world right now. Um, outside of like political stuff. But, you know, we've utilized a lot of video conferencing software as a a nation, as a world right now. And we, you know, Shelly and I have seen some interesting articles coming out about video conferencing and how it can affect you. And we wanted to comment on some of them because Shelly and I have had a lot, a long history, I, I should say, of video conferencing. We've been in the corporate world for quite a bit of time and, you know, use video conferencing quite regularly. So we wanted to chat a little bit about some of these articles that we've seen and comment on them. And we'd love to hear back from you guys as well. uh, Once you hear the episode to see what your thoughts are. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, I, I've been working well, for a long time now, and having to, you know, be on the phone a lot during the course of that, I I mean, I would say like, a primary method of communication for me in the past, like 10 plus years, has been by like using the phone. So I think when, you know, I mean, I, I think when video conferencing started to become a thing at work, um, it was more so like it blew up in 2020, right? Like everybody was starting to do video conferencing. But I would say that, you know, prior to that, it was kind of creeping up on that, like, in my opinion, like maybe, you know, in 2020, we were encouraged more to like turn our actual webcams on on our laptops or whatever. But we were still using the software just to like have the call, like the call would be done through like the internet rather than picking up the phone. And so I don't feel like this was necessarily like a brand new thing for me. I mean, I, I guess if anything, just the video part was kind of new. So for me, I felt like it was an easy adjustment going over because I was always just having to talk to people in this way. Of course, you know, before 2020, so like 2019 and prior, I was someone who went to a lot of like meetings at conference rooms and that kind of stuff regularly, you know, but it wasn't odd to me. Like I would have to have conference calls with like a vendor and like someone somewhere else. And, you know, there was a bunch of people getting on a call anyway. So I felt like this was just like elevating that call with like adding a video element to it. But I know that other people, you know, maybe there are people out there who had jobs where they didn't really have a lot of meeting or didn't, didn't have to get on the phone a lot. And they would have that once a week or once a month meeting, or maybe even once a quarter where they would get together with other people at, and their other everyday interaction was more like face to face with the person sitting next to them or whatever. And I could see how that person might think that this is kind of like, whoa, like, you know, it's a big step up. Yeah. Or even if you just have phone, right? You think, okay, phone is phone. It's a device that you pick up. Whereas now you're logging into a website, into a platform, and it might be a little bit different for you in that respect. And sometimes they don't work according to plan and things like that. Or maybe you just use them for audio, but it was still kind of a a next step to get a link or make sure the link is working. Make make sure everybody else has the same length or maybe people are dialing by phone, right? So, you know, I've had a lot of experience with that where one company, there was two locations. So we had the main location and then we would schedule these types of virtual conferencing calls so that the people at the other location could be involved, right? Like leaders in the other location could be involved, like you had mentioned. And now we're completely remote and we have no choice to use these all the time, like Mm -hmm. even for one-on-one discussions. Yeah. 
And like, I mean, I guess I, I, I would say not that I'm trying to like speak for the both of us, but I guess I would say like, <laughs> I think for us, like it hasn't been like a super drastic change, right? Like, I feel like this is something that we felt like we could get adjusted to pretty quickly, but I think it's just based on what our work environment has been over the course of, you know, at least several years where it's kind of like, right. oh, I'm like, this is normal, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I've had calls with vendors who are not even in the same state as I am, you know, like, right. I could definitely see if like, there was a vendor like down the street or like, you know, within, you know, 10 minutes driving, maybe, maybe that meeting could have been had in person, but now we're talking about crossing over different time zones. So obviously like I was on the phone, like quite a bit, you know, like with these types of calls. And another thing that's changed is doing it with your family. And I think I felt like, you know, I don't think my family really knows how to properly use these things. So it's also like guiding them through it, right? That was some of it, but my friends all kind of knew how to use it. So that wasn't a big issue. But um, we wanted to talk about this because we saw a couple articles. One of them was from BBC and it was kind of talking about how virtual conferencing can kind of drain your energy. So we wanted to kind of pull some topics out of this article and reflect on if some of these things apply to us. So the first one is, Shelly, do you feel like video conferencing has necessarily been harder? This is one of the ones that I pointed out. No. I I personally don't think it's been harder. Like that's not, I I don't feel like that's the word I would assign to to it anyway. I feel like it's just like a normal progression. Um, You know, something Maybe a couple extra steps. Yeah, maybe like a couple extra steps. Like honestly, it's like, well, now I have to have a computer. I don't know. And I just click on a link. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I mean, it doesn't, to me, it's, relatively straightforward. Um, But, you know, one thing that I would say is that, you know, I do notice that sometimes, I think it depends on sometimes where people live, and if the area in which they live in just doesn't get that like high speed internet connection, or whatever the case might be, you know, I think we need to maybe be a little bit more flexible with people who have those kinds of situations. Because I think where I think video chat gets harder is we're putting like these expectations on technology to work when maybe we should be a little bit more like, uh, I mean, it's okay, right? Like let people turn their video off so that they can actually hear the whole call and it's not like lagging and all that kind of stuff. Like at the end of the day, what's more important that you can see someone's face, but they're having technical issues or that you can actually have a conversation and hear them, but maybe you don't see them. Like I feel and like, by technical issues, issues, you mean like delays or like glitching? Yeah, delays, glitching, like- maybe something is like overpowering, you know, like having all these things on can sometimes overpower either your computer or the internet service that you have at home. So at the end of the day, like what's the most important that we can have a conversation and hear and talk with one another. So I feel like, you know, that should come first, right? Like let someone right. call in with the easiest way to have that happen, have the conversation happen. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I don't think it's necessarily harder. I think it's just like a couple more steps and you do have to have your computer. So for me, um, in order, I I think you can create video conferencing links from your phone, but I also want it in my calendar. And so it's not as easy to do that, I guess. So for me, it's like, okay, I got to walk upstairs, go into my office on a day that I don't normally work, which reminds me of work. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, like that might be the only thing, but I also do other stuff in my office. So it's not that big of a deal, but I guess that's kind of like the only that extra step plus the link piece, I guess. But I don't think that's harder. I agree with you. I think if we put too much on it, it might seem harder, but 
you know, I don't think it really is harder. I think it's yeah, just yeah. a little extra. I, I agree with what you said right there, like putting too much on it. It's like we're forcing our expectations on like how we're envisioning it supposed to be. And that could be different for all of us. But yeah, I mean, at the sure, end of picking up the phone and making a call is surely easier. Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, like opening your computer and sending a link to somebody is not like, like, I don't know, you're not climbing a mountain to do that. <laughs> And hey, tell us, tell us if you feel differently to each their yeah. own, but I think this is just how we're feeling. Um, is it different than face-to-face? -face? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess like, you know, I'm used to having like an equal amount of phone and face-to-face. -face, so, I mean, I don't have, I don't, I know personally, I don't have any preferences. Um, I'm totally fine with talking to somebody on the phone. I actually feel like I'm better in conversation on the phone than in person anyway. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, technically, like if, like if you zoom in, technically it's definitely different. You're either in front of somebody or you're over the webs, you know, like the interwebs. I'm an old lady already. Um, but I think that, you know, in general, I think you can get a very similar experience yeah. as long as your connection is good. Right. You know what I, mean? I agree. Yeah. I mean, I do think that, um, you know, sometimes people will say that it's so much easier when you're in person, like, let's say, you know, you're within your department at work, or your teammates, whoever you work with closely, right? Like, Tempsey, Tempsey's work environment is different from mine, everybody's there, you know, like, when you're in the office, everyone, everyone is there with <laughs> right. you. Um, mm -hmm. And so sometimes I know that people are like, Oh, it's so much easier to like, turn around and talk to somebody. I think that's true. But if you all are comfortable with turning around and talking to each other, you should be equally as comfortable with picking up the phone and calling them whenever. <laughs> Yeah. So. But what's funny is it wasn't um, exactly easier because the way that the office was set up, I was in an area that was kind of separated from my core team. Oh, yeah. You didn't have and to walk down the hallway, right? Like to get to them. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And each other person had their own office. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, going out of sight of your office, they might find it easier to call or if they want to see you, they'll come and chat. Right. Or if they feel like it might take longer to, you know, get through, they might come in and talk to me. But for the most part, they would just like email me or call me or, you know, so and now I actually feel like I get a little more connection with them because if I talk to somebody on my team, I actually video call them through teams and it's just a one click. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they answer, they answer. If they don't, they don't. Sometimes I'll even ask them ahead of time. Hey, are you are you available? I, I'd like to chat for a sec. Yeah. And so, I mean, that, that's kind of like, that's a good point. You know, like you actually were like, you may have all been there physically, but <laughs> the distance wise, like you would have to like walk quite a bit. Right. Cause I've gone to your office. You'd kind of have to like walk around yeah. like a whole bunch of cubicles and kind of like down the hallway. Right. Um, to get to somebody. Yeah. So um, I the only difference though, I'll say is that I, it was easy to get to my boss's office mm -hmm. And now like everybody would call me like when they're out of the office and say like, Hey, so-and-so doesn't seem to be available. Can you just check? Because I really need an answer now. Mm -hmm. And so that's the only benefit I had is like, okay, let me go chat with that person really fast. I was always in the office. I was never out on the road. You know what right. I mean? So <laughs> that was one thing that I now don't have. Right. <laughs> because 
the people then we're not in the office anymore. So I just got to hope that they're available, look at their calendar and, or just bug them until they answer. Right. And, you know, I would, I would say that when remote work first started happening, um, I had been working for a company that had like numerous floors, like we're all one company in one building and numerous floors. So if I right. wanted to go and talk to somebody in another department, I'd have to take an elevator. <laughs> So yeah, obviously exactly. a phone call was like way easier, right? You just pick up the phone, dial their extension rather than taking like, I mean, I'm not saying it was a waste of time to take five to 10 minutes to like get to that person. But if I wanted an answer, the faster route was to call them. Right. So you had to evaluate right. like, mm-hmm. what's the best approach right. here? So I, you know, I would agree with you. It's not too much different. I think in a social situation, it'd be nicer to be face to face, but I think you can do things that will make it more interactive and fun where you don't actually notice as much. Yeah. So speaking of like social interactions, how would you say, like, how do you feel about um, online or like web calls with people, you know, like friends or family? I had, I thought about this a little bit because the most of the times that I talk to my family is over the phone, right? I lived in Hawaii for a long time. I lived in Vegas for a long time and they were never like that close to me once I moved away from them. And so that was the primary source of communication for me anyway. But when I was around them and I would go to like functions like Christmas and Thanksgiving, like you get dolled up, you go there, you have conversation. When you run out of conversation, you got to find conversation. Maybe it's easier for some people than it was for me. I don't know. But at the end of it, I would be tired anyway. You know, so I would be drained a little bit from the social interaction. It was enjoyable and I had fun, but I don't think it's much, much different on video. As long as everybody's able to get on and hear each other and you do it in a way like I think the last time we had one of these like family gatherings, there were like three different computers set up in the area where most of the people were so because they were socially dis- distancing themselves. And so each person had their own little pod <laughs> where they could kind of talk and, or mute themselves or whatever the case might be. And so it was a great experience, but yeah, I was drained at the end, just as I would be drained if I was there in person, mm-hmm. I feel like, what are your thoughts? I mean, so like my thoughts are, um, you know, I, I have during the course of social distancing and maybe like lockdowns, you know, Um, I have had maybe brunch or like, you know, some, some calls with friends just to like catch up and like talk about whatever. And, you know, it's funny because like, as you're talking, um, and I know we've had other episodes where I talk about like skincare, but skincare is not makeup guys. Okay. Just like pointing that out. I don't really wear makeup very much. (laughs) I feel like when I do 99% of the time, it's when I'm going into work, but if I'm going to like the grocery store or something like that, I normally wouldn't have like gone through the trouble, but maybe if I was going to lunch with friends, like at the mall or whatever in the past, I might've done something. But now that we're at home and all my friends have seen me without makeup, cause I've known them for so long. I just like click and I sign on and I'm like, whatever. Like, I don't really care, you know? And I don't have issues with like eating with friends on a call. Like work might be a different scenario. Right. But I don't feel self-conscious about like eating with friends on a web call because I mean, if we're going to go meet up for like lunch or, you know, dinner or some kind of meal, we would have been eating anyway. I mean, I've known them for so long. (laughs) It doesn't really matter. So, you know, one of the things in this article that came up is that I guess there are people out there who feel maybe stressed out, you know, on these virtual calls with friends, like, shouldn't I feel more relaxed? Cause it's like a social setting. I would say that personally, I treat it like any other time I would have been meeting up with them. So I don't feel more stressed about it. I actually, I feel more relaxed. Cause I'm just like, whatever I'm in pajamas. I really don't care. 
and it's like this <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah, I would I say agree. that like maybe maybe I would say I should be thankful for like my non-judgmental friends who don't care that I'm showing up like this because we're all like doing the same thing you know like there's not like that yeah you know I'm not the only one showing up like whatever and everyone else is like fully dressed up like we're all kind of showing up like hey, whatever you know like no judgment here <laughs> we're just trying to be comfortable at home I'm wearing sweatpants nobody can actually see me waist down anyway. So who cares? You know, like, I feel like that's how we're kind of showing up. So, I mean, I feel more relaxed. I just, I'm at home. (laughs) Um, I didn't have to drive somewhere. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my thought on that. So, you know, in general, this, this article said video conferencing can be more stressful and or draining, especially if it's more than like a few hours that you're video conferencing. And I think like, if I'm, I find meetings to be draining. Like I also find connectivity in meetings. I, I find a little bit of energy by going to meetings, but if I'm in meetings for two hours or more, it's draining period. So I feel like I don't, I don't feel like video conferencing is more draining over a longer period of time, but I, I have talked to people who have felt this way. What are Yeah. Your I would agree with you that I feel like you know, an hour, two hour or half day worth of meetings would have been the same for me, whether I've been online or doing them in person, I guess with having them online, I honestly, I do feel a little less rushed because in the prior environment that I kind of mentioned, you know, we were in like a multi-story building. Sometimes meeting would be on different floors. So I'd be like running from one conference room, like catching the elevator and like going to another conference room. Whereas now I'm just clicking on a new link to start another meeting. (laughs) But I think, you know, I think the thing about that though, is I do feel the need to kind of like get up and like stretch a little bit more because if left to my own, um, I will just literally sit there all day. Um, (laughs) yeah, that's a different issue that that has nothing to do with meetings. I'd be doing that whether there are meetings or not, you know, but I agree with you. It's that if I had a half day worth of meetings, whether they're online or in person, I would still be tired. Like that's a lot of, you know, meetings and conversations happening um I would feel the same way regardless of how they're happening yeah and let's be honest if you have a meeting at three o'clock or four o'clock in the afternoon you're probably more drained during that time frame anyway regardless of if you Mm -hmm. have meetings right all right well um should video be required or is audio enough is another like point I got out yeah. of this article. I, I would say it depends, like kind of like how I was mentioning with the connectivity issues like that some people might have just depending on like who their internet provider is or maybe where they live. Um, I mean, I, I kind of feel like that person should get a pass. You know, if that's going to hold up actually having the conversation, I think we should just let them call in because, you know, we don't want to just get so hung up about having like requiring a video right? Like when the whole point is to have a conversation and get something done or like communicate, you know, information everybody needs to know. I think that comes first and foremost and whatever way that it's best to do that, I think we should be doing because, you know, it could just hold things up, right? Like in general. And um, yeah, yeah, anyways, like that, that's generally my thought on that. I think it, you know, kind of just depends. I think it depends on maybe sometimes what we're talking about sometime. I mean, if it's like, perhaps an important message, maybe we should all be on video, you know, not just a conference call, but if it's just like, Hey guys, we just have to talk about this to get it done. Bam, bam, bam. Like, (laughs) let's just jump on a call. I think that's okay too. Yeah. And I think the, 
I think the connectivity thing, if, if folks don't know, if you're having connectivity issues with the video conferencing software, a lot of times the video is taking up more of the bandwidth. And so one trick is just to turn off your video so that you can allow at least the audio to come through clearly. And at the very least, that's what you need. <laughs> just in case people don't right. know. And I know some too that impacts like presentations and stuff so when someone has the audio video and they're trying to give a presentation that's like three things working against them and it could cause a lot right. of lagging or like maybe their phone starts breaking up and you can't hear them anymore so turning off like one of those things which would be video because you still need to hear them during the presentation you know it's probably the option that's I mean the only option really <laughs> <laughs> I think another reason why video is good is because in, you know, especially right now, if you're not seeing your coworkers or family very often, like you want to see them, right? It's a connectivity thing too. Like connecting, I don't mean Wi-Fi connectivity, I mean connecting to, yeah, connecting to people and it's nice to see their faces. So if that's the goal of the meeting or if that's just an added benefit of the meeting, I think it's great, you know, but another reason why, turning off your video might be better is if there are distractions Mm -hmm. behind you. So I remember when I first went remote, my husband doesn't like to wear his shirt a lot. Well, when we were living in Hawaii anyway, because it's so hot there. So he was working in just his basketball shorts and he would constantly walk behind me while I'm in meetings. And I felt so bad for my team. So anytime I saw him coming, I just turned off my video because it's just, to me, it's inappropriate. And I, and I explained that to him, but he was like, it's just so hot. Like, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, just put on a tank top or stop walking behind me. But the way we were situated, it just was tough. And, and that comes with, you know, working from home in this new environment or like time that we're in right now. But I, anytime I saw him coming, I would just turn off my video. I didn't even care. I didn't even care about giving an explanation. I just turned it off because I just really didn't feel it was appropriate. <laughs> and I think, you know, the, the funny thing about that is like, for me, like I have the overly conscious, you know, other half who's like, oh, are you on a call? And like, kind of, I mean, he doesn't even say anything. He just like quietly comes over and like peeks at my screen. Oh, you're not on a call. Okay. Well, I'm going to go make coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And it's funny because if you use like those background, um, yeah, the virtual backgrounds that blur it out or give you some other picture back there. Those don't work when somebody's walking behind you. Cause it's It's like, Oh, person, you need to show that. Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Right. Maybe maybe you're both sitting next to each other. I mean, you know, I mean, these softwares out there like zoom or Microsoft teams or WebEx or whatever everyone's using. I mean, the intent was not that you're going to be working from home necessarily, Right. Like you could have been like two people sitting next to each other in a non-pandemic world having to get on a conference call. And they're like, why are we going to open up two computers when we're in the same room? Right. Or when we're here right next to each other. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I'm sure the software was built to just like identify people and not just one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Another um, reason I've seen people and I've actually done this myself turn off their video is when they're eating. So I'm on a different time zone than my the rest of my team is. And so if we have meetings throughout the morning, uh, that means I don't get to eat lunch Mm -hmm. like at all. So the very last meeting that's like at two o'clock my time, I'm like, I got to just eat something. And so in the last meeting, I might just snack or have something, you know, my lunch and I'll turn off my video and I'll just let my team know, Hey, I'm listening in. I'll comment when I need to, but uh, while you guys are talking, I'm going to be and I think to you know, my video. I don't think they want to see <laughs> maybe me. maybe your friends don't care, but your coworkers, that's that's a whole other group of people. And I think right. you know one thing that 
is fair to mention a fair point to make because I know we're focusing so much on video. I'm sure that when you're eating, you're muting yourself too. So people are not hearing you like crunch away on whatever. (laughs) Yes. In fact, I think muting is really important if you're not, you know, heavily into the conversation, meaning you're not facilitating or talking a lot in the conversation, there could be back background noise that can be distracting. So if you have the opportunity to mute yourself, there's, um, and a lot of these video conferencing softwares, they have keyboard shortcuts to mute and unmute yourself. So by all means, just do it. If you're not sure. Yeah. And like for myself personally, where I live, you can catch like sirens if an ambulance or like police are driving by or something like that. And I I personally would not want to be the person hearing that on the other end. You know, it can get pretty loud. Um, Obviously, you know, these emergency vehicles are trying to catch people's attention so they can get out of the way. So they're a little bit obnoxious. So anytime I'm not talking, I always put myself on mute. And then if I am talking and I hear something coming, I'm like, hold on, like, an ambulance is driving by. Hold on one second. I'm just going to mute myself until it's gone. And then, you know, I I just don't want to like make other people deaf, to be honest with you. But and, well, yeah. and when we're recording, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> exactly. We don't want, we don't want you guys to hear that. All right. So what about appearance? So one thing that was mentioned is some folks get a little bit more stressed because not only are they on video, but they can see themselves on video because it shows yourself as well as all the other participants. I mean, what are your so I, I do think that showing, seeing yourself on video can be really distracting because you're like, hmm, whatever, right? Yeah. But at the same time too, I feel like it's necessary because if you couldn't see what was going on behind you, how would you know that a situation needed to be corrected? Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's say if you didn't have, right. It's like your rear view mirror. And I think this is just me being online and like coming across these random articles, you know, not based on own personal experience of either of us. But, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, my gosh, like my kid is doing whatever back there. Like, one, they shouldn't be doing that, period. Right. Like, you know, maybe you wouldn't have known that (laughs) unless, you know, you could see behind you. Like if you had if it didn't show you at all, you'd be like, clueless. And then later on, you find out like something bad just happened. Right. So I I think it can be a helpful thing. Um, But I I can also tell how it can cause some issues. for other participants. I mean, I definitely put a lot of consideration Mm -hmm. into what's behind me. And, you know, I found that in this pandemic and working remotely, I feel much better when I get Mm -hmm. actually like get ready in the morning. So I'll put makeup on and just make sure I'm presentable. I change my clothes into actual like work clothes even though the bottoms Mm -hmm. are just leggings, (laughs) but (laughs) the top is like a work professional top. And I make sure that I'm presentable for work because it just makes me feel like I can take on the day. I'm like in a little bit more in control of my day and it's more like real life than what things are, how things are now. But for appearance, I don't feel like I stress about it. Like I wouldn't call it stress, but I just, there's a consideration there. Right. Like, I don't think I look at myself and like, oh, my gosh, my hair is in the wrong place (laughs) or, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I look like that. Like, I don't think I don't think that really affects me as much. But I do. Yeah, I I would agree. And also, like what I feel like the webcam does when you're on a conference call like that is I feel like actually it's pretty forgiving. Like, I don't feel like you're not seeing everybody else in like HD, you know, so if your hair was out of place, I don't think right. anyone can tell. Plus the thing is so small, you know, on your screen. 
Um, anyways, that's just like kind of my personal thing. I, I'll be honest, I don't put a lot of effort into, I put less effort than like showing up in person than when I'm on a video call. Like usually when I'm at home, I don't really wear any makeup, but that's just me and my laziness. Keeping it casual over here, like just to be honest, but. Well, I was for a while, but then I, I started realizing like it kind of mm-hmm. like put me in a little bit of a funk. Like when I was required to go outside of my house, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like a normal person again. And I didn't realize mm-hmm. I didn't feel like a normal person before, if that makes sense. So that's when I was like, okay, maybe this will be good for me mentally to feel like yeah. a person in the world <laughs> rather than a hermit in my house, I guess. But it's just like a little thing. But another article, so this was from the Wall Street Journal, is talking about e-charisma. So basically having a presence during video conferencing when your video is on and maybe it requires a little bit more of you. So some of the things that it mentioned was, you know, exaggerating your nods a little bit more or actually nodding if you're not a nodder, like if you're agreeing with something or you're understanding the information that's coming to you, making sure that you're smiling, maybe adjusting your voice. Like I have a a very timid voice. So even recording podcasts, I try to make sure that I'm projecting while we're recording so that people can actually hear me because at, at the baseline, I have a very timid voice. I've been told my whole life. And so if you know that about yourself, it's saying maybe make those adjustments or if your voice is really, you know, loud, maybe bringing it back a little bit because you know that about yourself. So that's kind of what it's mentioning. And then Eye contact, making eye contact, which means looking at the camera. So don't be like over here on your phone or reading emails or whatever, because people can see you, right? And it's like you're not engaged. And making sure you let others around you speak, because if you're facilitating or you're just a more outgoing and talkative person in general, you might be dominating the conversation. And then your tone. So these are the kind of things that it was mentioning. And I just wanted to get your opinion, Shelly. Like, what are your thoughts on all of that? And do you feel like you put a little bit of extra effort in these types of things when you're on the phone um, or on the so phone? One thing video that I will say that I do more now on video conference than I used to, like in in-person meetings, is doing the nodding thing. Um, and I think that comes from being on mute, right? Like being on mute. And I think sometimes like audio when everyone's trying right. to talk all at once, maybe in person, it's a little bit more to like pick out words and hear, but I, it's much harder when you're on a video call or even a conference call, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like in that case, instead of saying like, oh yeah, I agree with that. I would just like nod my head like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that's, that's <laughs> yeah. one thing that I noticed and something that I was thinking about with like e-charisma. I mean, I think And this was me reflecting back on when I used to have a lot of calls with vendors. So in a sense, I feel like those people probably had like, not maybe, I don't want to say like the best e-charisma, but like, you know, they're a lot of times they're kind of like in a semi sales or account management role where they have to bring it, whether you're in person on the phone or whatever, you know, and and that's kind of what I feel about Mm -hmm. this topic of e-charisma because a part of the article refers to it as stage presence, you know? So I feel like in these situations, like that salesperson, you know, the person who has to like communicate and like have that style in person is probably having no issues with this (laughs) online. Like it's almost the same thing. Right. And 
Maybe maybe it's like slightly or maybe it's a little exaggerated. exaggerated. Yeah. And so um that was kind of like the way that I was thinking about it. And I feel like I, I can definitely see how this might be maybe a little bit more like stressful or takes more energy from people who are not used to that. And yes. I think too, sometimes because we are working remote and maybe having like these remote calls, I feel like there's a tendency to like get called on more, right? Like let's make sure someone's paying attention or something. And then, so, yeah. you know, and, and <laughs> the feeling like we need to make sure everyone is participating only because we're not face to face. And then, so they're like, okay, we're going to like go down the list and everyone's going to talk about X, Y, and Z, you know? And I feel like that could be stressful for someone um, because of the, you know, the want for increased participation to make sure you're not just like, I don't know. I hope nobody's napping on the side, but I'm sure that happens. So I feel like I feel like there are articles about that, right? Like when <laughs> remote work first started happening, like someone's like, I just took right. a picture of myself and like posted it as a thing, and I went off and like did something else, you know? Like, um, like whoa, um, like you know, that sounds something that I <laughs> yeah. personally would do, but you know, I mean, it's happening out there. Or maybe there's people, yeah, maybe there's people who don't mm-hmm. like to be any type of center of attention or have any attention on their I, on them. I feel like those, those types of folks might be a little bit more stressed on a video conferencing platform because if there's something that you need to contribute because there's a question that's been asked and you're the only person that would know the answer to it, you're going to have to speak in front of a bunch of people and be right, in a video. Right. Like and you're like, everybody's oh, I, I wish it that. was just in person so I could like say my thing and then focus is off of me. But now you can see me, right? Like, like, I feel like on a lot of these uh, platforms, right. whenever the person who's talking is talking, it kind of like takes you there to them, right? Like their little tile becomes more obvious. Right. And so, yeah, which, you know, in person, you're just like sitting in a group <laughs> or something. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right. You could be listening without looking at the person. Well, for me, I think over my last five years in the professional world, Um, I've been told that I need to smile more and I guess I have RBF. I don't know, (laughs) but I have gotten into the habit of smiling more in general. Like maybe it's like nothing's, I'm not particularly exuberantly happy or anything. It's just, I don't want to be unapproachable. I want people to feel like they can come to me and feel comfortable coming to me. So in general, I've been working on that regardless, like way before, you know, this whole pandemic and and working remote became, you know, the primary form of work. So I think that has benefited me in this whole video conferencing era and, and, you know, doing more of it. So um, I agree with you. I definitely nod more when I'm on mute and things like that, or even when I'm not on mute, just to acknowledge that whatever the person is saying, like, I get what you're saying, or I agree with what you're saying, totally makes sense, whatever the case might be. I try my best to make eye contact um, as well. But there are some times where like, if they're asking me a question, I might have to look at my other screen to be like, oh, let me get that answer for you or whatever the case might be. So there's certain situations where I can't make eye contact, which is totally fine. But I do try to make it a point to not be on my phone, not be doing other things while I'm focusing in on a meeting because I have a tendency as an individual to kind of like my brain tries to multitask, but then it doesn't really retain all of the information that I was trying to multitask with. So I have made a better effort of being more focused and engaged um, in whatever it is I'm making a priority right now. And then 
that way I am retaining all that information and can move on to the next thing later. And I feel like that's a much better outcome. You're not wasting anybody's time having to follow up with them afterwards because you weren't paying attention. I don't think there's any real like evidence that multi truly multitasking is real. I think that some people can kind of do a, you know, a close version of it, but um, if you're really paying attention and trying to take all that stuff in, you got to be really engaged. And so I think that comes naturally to me now because I've been working on it for a long time, but I have also had to work on letting others speak because I kind of, I'm one of those people who doesn't enjoy silence. <laughs> So I'm always like putting something into the air. If there's any like second of silence, I'm like, okay, let me put something else mm-hmm. out there so we can chat. And so yeah. it's not awkward. You know what I mean? <laughs> Does that make sense? But in terms of tone, I think like I try to use a, a calming and kind tone, but just make sure that I'm projecting and that people can hear me. I think there's definitely something to this e-charisma thing, but I think If you've been long enough in a professional career, depending on what role you've been in, you've kind of had to adjust behaviors in yourself. And so some things that you've worked on to make it a habit um, has helped you in this area. And and maybe this gives you an opportunity to grow even more. Well, that's it for us today. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know your thoughts on all of these items we've talked about. If you want us to share the articles with you, let us know. We're happy to share them. But we, again, we would love to hear your thoughts on these items if you've had any experience with video conferencing. But that's it for us today. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Outright Effect. You can find us at theoutrighteffect.com. Follow us on our social media accounts on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, all at The Outright Effect. You can also reach out by emailing us at theoutrighteffect.com. Bye. See you guys next time.